Hi everyone, I'm Rachel Zoe. And I'm Roger Berman. And you're listening to Works For Us. Where we talk to people about what works for them in their relationships and of course, what doesn't. Okay, so today we're talking to one of the most incredible romantic and collaborative couples we've had on the show yet. One half of the HGTV darlings, the Property Brothers, Drew Scott and his incredible wife, Linda Scott. Together, they've always shared a passion for giving back with home, wellness, and environmental awareness as their major focus. They have volunteered with organizations such as Habitat for Humanity, an environmental media association, and through his work on HGTV, Drew has helped more than 450 families across America find and create their family homes. These experiences have reinforced their belief that one of the most valuable ways to turn passion into action is to start right at home. It's with that philosophy that Drew approaches his quarterly lifestyle magazine, Reveal, which he started with his brother, Jonathan, and published by Meredith Corporation. Family is fundamental to everything Linda and Drew do, and in 2020, they launched At Home with Linda and Drew Scott, a podcast featuring candid interviews with leaders and experts, including Ashlyn and Philip Cousteau, Jay Shetty, Jonathan Adler, and Simon Doonan, and Rain Wilson and Holiday Reinhorn. Their goal is to inspire others to have their own meaningful conversations at home and for people to see that home isn't just about where we live, it's how we live. But their love story is a true and total chef's kiss. I'm honestly a little bit obsessed with their stunning romance, so I'd actually just like to go ahead and dive right in. Welcome to the show, Linda and Drew. So before we get into your whole relationship, because as you know, or may not know, but works for us, we're really focusing on relationships, all kinds of relationships, husband, wives, siblings, um, best coworkers, friends. best friends, mother, daughter, you name it. And it's always um, nice when we have a twofer. Yeah. A twofer meaning you're in business and relationship <laughs> and we're besties and we're married so you know there it's hitting a lot of angles so it's like that's like, like triple threat you guys three for yeah, like us similar <laughs> to us i want to hear how you guys met because we really like oh. to start from the beginning and i think this is a pretty interesting story i've heard a couple little itty bitty tidbits but i want to hear it from you our story it's in the fashion world so this is handy you know mm-hmm. it kind of ties in nicely see so linda uh I was working, this is the very beginning of Property Brothers. Our shows hadn't, they just started airing, hadn't really kind of taken off yet. And we were asked by our wardrobe sponsor for the show if we were willing to come be their celebrity models uh, in at Toronto Fashion Week. Obviously. And so, obviously, you know, look at this. I mean, seriously. <laughs> and so we uh, we went to to do this and we, we were, you know, running, doing the runway. And um, Linda was actually asked by her her best friend who was the DJ asked if she can come help out at the event and so she was there and I happened to see her backstage and she was talking with some people and I just she just had such a fun positive energy just beautiful and so I'm like I want to talk to this girl who's this girl so what can I do to impress her and my big pickup line was she was carrying a bottle of water I'm like where'd you get the water that was my line and she responded because I was holding pizza and she responded saying Where'd, Where'd you get, get that pizza? pizza? So we, we fell in love. I'll give you some water if you give me some pizza. Exactly. I was ah! very hungry and um, I needed food. And I was thirsty. Not really. I just wanted to talk to her. And so <laughs> we chatted a little bit at the event. And uh, I mean, obviously, she saw me strutting on stage. She was like, I who mean, is who this sexy that? male model? <laughs> she must have thought she hit the lottery that night. Yeah. You know what the weirdest thing is? The first thing I said when I saw him on the on the runway 
I said to my sister, my sister was there with us, and um, I was like, they're so tall and they have such big heads. It was not like, I I don't know why that was the first thought. That I, I do have a giant head, so my brother has a bigger head than me. But so uh, I saw her there, but then I, I was, there's an after party. And so I was hoping to see her at the after party and then I didn't see her. And so I was all worried because I thought I missed my chance that maybe she wasn't going. And then across the room, I saw her talking to the DJ guy and I didn't know if she was with him or what it was, but I'm like, I have to make my move now. I'm not going to wait. So I want to get to know this girl. So I walk over and I walk right up in between the two of them and I turn my back to her and I start talking to the DJ and they were standing right in front of each other. So I was uncomfortably close to them as I went between them and was talking to him and Linda and was like, And all I see uh, is this wall of a person. Yeah. So and I just lar- like... Apparently a large head. So I, I did that purposely just to create a little bit of a shock to Linda and then just be like, ah, just joking, nice to meet you. Turned out that the DJ was actually the the boyfriend at the time of the girl who asked us from our the, the place that was our wardrobe sponsor. And then the funny thing is, she is now our wardrobe sponsor. Uh, she's our, our stylist. She does everything for us from red carpets to commercials. Amazing. And the DJ DJed our wedding and they've become our, our besties. So Aww, nice. I love that. That's a great story. So we, we owe it to them mm-hmm. that we're together. That's a really moves. good story, you guys. And your smooth We've moves. heard a lot of stories. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I think... That's a really good one. Yeah, so I think we heard your impression that the first time you saw him, you thought he had a big head. But I want to hear what your <laughs> impression of her was. Uh, well, honestly... First like, impression. She's seeing beautiful. Her across the room, I can answer I was, that. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Honestly, she is beautiful. Linda is so stunning. But it was actually almost like an energy that I saw. The way she was laughing and the way she was just captivating the, the people she was just talking to. And that's what I noticed first. And I do remember thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, she's different. I need to get to know her. And that's why when I thought maybe I missed my chance, um, then I saw her again. I'm like, I'm not missing my chance a second time. And Aww. so I went in there with my move. So. And so what was your real first date after that? Did you go? Did you get, have a proper first date? And if so, well, he can said you he tell made his about... moves. I want to hear the moves first. What no, was the move was he, that he went in f- between the the DJ and yeah. her and, Got and then it. started Understood. talking. Okay, I just made, wanted but, to make sure I didn't miss. But clearly, anything. you're yeah. like, hey. Hi, I'm Drew, and like, do you want to meet up? So, like, there must have so been. So, this like, is the or thing. Or did you just take her out of the place right then and there? Which would have been <laughs> no, a baller move. You know, you can't you can't act like you're hitting on someone. You need to make it a comfortable space for he them to get to know smooth. you. Very smooth. We talked the entire night, like uh, friends. Another entire night talk. Did you stay up all night? Well, the entire night at the event. So we were talking about volleyball and board games and hot chocolate and things to do around Toronto. And then at the end of the night we were about to catch a cab home and Drew and his brother were like, oh yeah, we'll drive you home. And we're like, oh sure, okay. And I remember getting home that night and thinking, I'm so glad we're alive. Like we just got into a car with two strangers who are with so much bigger heads. than yeah. us. Yeah, they're just tall <laughs> like, guys. Clearly. I'm just glad we're alive. Like we could have been one of those like crime <laughs> stories. I would never do that now. <laughs> this, this was our, so this is the thing, our first date. Uh, so I'm, I'm from Vancouver uh, and she was in Toronto here. So I didn't really know the city that well. And so uh, when Aren't we got they together, kind of like rivals, like not rivals, but I feel like when I say, like, when I ask a friend from Vancouver, like if they're from Toronto, they're like not yeah. okay with that. It's like LA, New York. Like, it best. is literally like LA, New York. Yeah. There's the, the, the low, the sort of laid back pace of LA compared to the busy, busy New York, New York, Toronto. Um, 
And so our first date, we were supposed to go, because she was telling us about this place called the Distillery. Um, it's sort of like old factory grounds that were turned into a really cool hub for small businesses. And we went to a hot chocolate place there, and then we went for sushi, and that was supposed to be it for the date. Uh, but then Linda mentioned that she was actually going during dinner. She mentioned she was going to her best friend's uh, karaoke birthday, birthday party. party. And I was like... And we were supposed to like end our date at that yeah. point. So, she, so I'm just going to paraphrase this. She fit you in before a date. <laughs> yeah. You were and like, then, you were you like, had a drive you were like, no, you were like a drive by date. And also, you were her, she had an escape plan already. So, going <laughs> yeah. into that date, I'm not feeling good for you, Drew. No, no, no. But this is where I, I just forced you my it way around, in didn't there. You, you turned so, it around. Let's hear about that. She says, I'm, I'm, I have to head off to my, uh, my best friend's. It's his uh, birthday party, karaoke thing. And the moment she said karaoke, I'm like, I'm in. If she can hear me, karaoke, she's going to love me. She's going to fall down on all four and just profess her love to me <laughs> on at all that fours? moment. What the yeah, th that's okay, what I Drew, you and I, just so you know, to be clear, we are polar opposites because <laughs> if there was a karaoke, even mention of a karaoke, I would leave, I would run because I'd be like, he will never call me again if there is a karaoke. <laughs> I'm, it's my actual like greatest fear. See, you but need to ahead. you need to actually embrace that fear. One day you need to just get up there in front of a crowd of strangers and just belt it out. If I was to impress Linda, what song do you think I should have sang at karaoke? Because I guarantee what I sang was not what you expected. <laughs> yeah, you, you think he's romantic, but Um so what you should have sang is something like I love you just the way you are. Well, like yes. yeah. Yeah. Yes. or you know, something something along the a sort of like a ballad, I would say. But yeah. instead, I, my guess is you sang Metallica. <laughs> no, even better. Um, do you know uh, Lonely Island? Do you know I'm on a boat? <laughs> Who? I'm on a boat. Oh, Andy Samberg. Yeah, doing flips and shit. Uh, that's I sang that song, and I think it's I more of a then rap we went from there. Than a song, right? It it's is like a rap. <laughs> It is, and I'm not a good rapper, but uh, I sang that, and then I got into Disney because Lindy well, Linda no, loves Disney. No, you sang Disney. Grease first. You oh, sang right, yeah. Olivia's oh, part. God, I do the false, I do the falsetto very well. Wow. Yeah. And then we were stuck at the, we weren't stuck. It was actually really lovely, but we were at the karaoke bar by ourselves for an hour because my friend was so drunk that he went to the wrong bar. And then when he got there. Gave me more time. Yeah. Yeah. Roger has no friends that would ever do that. <laughs> yeah. When he finally got there, my friend Rodney, he like shoved me into the corner and was like, oh my God, Linda, is this my birthday gift? Thank you so much. Yeah, he thought he I was thought for Drew him. was his birthday gift. <laughs> 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 but That's I decided amazing. to keep him. That's really cute, you guys. I have to tell you, um, we've heard a lot of first dates and like this well, this a lot of them, good one. no, but a lot of them. I mean, for the most part, so you had the karaoke. No, so you had the karaoke. Did you guys stay up all night talking that night? I mean, was there like a a a, a real like bearing of the soul kind of situation? Um, yeah, I mean, I think the whole thing for me is I am what I am. I am what you see, and so I I never sugarcoat. And even on like a first date, I don't. I, you tell me, Linda, what you think, but I don't try and put on like a different persona of who I am. I am. This is me. Love it or hate it. And so I made a fool of myself with karaoke. I goof off, but I got my first kiss at the end of yeah, karaoke. Yeah, we did have our first Aww. kiss. Yeah. There you go. Because one of our our kind of common threads in in our podcast that we have found with people that really like fell in love and and were the forever it was start it 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 began with a date in some iteration. That like didn't end, and usually a mistake date. Like yeah. we were the only yeah. ones that showed up, and we 
always like a wrong. It's always some sort of story where it's like a happy accident. A happy accident happens, and then that happy accident sort of turns into something more. Turns into like forever. That's how we found the 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 real love stories on our show, which is. Yeah. Um, but yours is even more funny. Yeah. We always say it was like the longest first date ever. Yeah. It just yeah. never ended. But also like what, what you're saying there too is it's because those mistakes and when you're not, when something happens, it's not expected. It's, it becomes memorable. And if something is just as you thought it would go, it was just a dinner and that's it or whatever, you're going to forget about it. But this made it unique that his friend didn't show up and that yep. I got to karaoke like an idiot. And exactly, yeah, exactly what happened to us. And you didn't want to, and you didn't want to like stop being with each other. And that was like sort of the thing. And we, we, Personally, we love that whole thing. Um, and I also love your height difference. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> um, I do. Well, I'm I'm very small, too. I'm 5'3". I kind of lie and say 5'4", but I'm 5'3". And he's six feet. And he seems like a giant to me. But then I see people like 6'4", and I'm like, all of a sudden, he looks... You're so tiny, Roger. Sure. I know. I'm I like, could fit I'm you in like, my pocket. I'm feeling very emasculated and only half a man. <laughs> just saying. We always laugh because my older brother, J.D., so Jonathan and I are both 6'4", and, and JD's the little brother. He, we make fun of him. He's the tiny brother, and I think he's 6'3". <laughs> I mean... He's the little one. So there's three boys? Three boys, yeah. I was oh, surprised. I, I have to talk to your mom. I got to talk to your mom, because I got two little... I have two boys, and I think boy moms, there's a real... Uh, I think they'll be more vertically challenged. There's a code and a, and a club that we all... I think I, I said I wanted to form, because I think it's its own special thing. I like to speak to boy moms. It's there's there's something I mean, I, I feel the stress of her, especially with how energetic Jonathan and I were growing up. But imagine this. So we had they had my older brother and then they had Jonathan. They were told it was just going to be one baby. And I was a surprise. And so my mom thought she was going to have two boys and it turned out <gasps> to have three boys. Oh, so, my God. That's insane. That was a surprise. I still can't believe that. Is so your I'm mom one. tall or is she little? She's, she's tall. Five, eight and a half. Yeah. So she's, oh, okay. she's, five, eight. she's tall. <laughs> yeah. My dad's like over six, two. So. Yeah, it's uh, we we're a tall family. Then you look at Linda's family; they're a short family. Um, the 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 tall one in that family is her sister at five, five three. Three, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'm tall in your family. I like that. You're I like very that tall because I'm never yeah. tall. So that actually makes me feel really special. <laughs> I'm taller than my dad. Yeah. <laughs> it went, so both her dad and my dad. <laughs> Walk Linda down the aisle at our wedding. We got married in Italy, and it was like a little like this sort of a level. It was like the um, like in Lord of the Rings when they when they like play with the depth perception. Yeah, so you to create the Hobbit. My dad looked like the giant, (laughs) and then there was Linda, and then Linda's dad was shorter. I want to hear about your wedding. I want to hear because Italy. You know, we thought about like doing an away wedding, but because it was four hundred years ago. We were just too busy. We were like young in New York City working our asses off. And my parents were determined to do like a big fancy wedding. In hindsight, we were like, God, we could have just gone to like St. Bart's and got married and like whatever. And so I really envy people who actually do it. But and, before and do. before we get there, uh, Rach, I think we got from like date Sorry, one to the wedding. Sorry, I got excited about the Italy wedding. But like, so you started dating. And you were both doing separate work. Can you explain like where you were professionally? Because yeah. I think at some point you started working together and you know, we sort of had that situation, not situation. Not from but, the beginning. But, but no, same right. thing. It's like, oh, should we, shouldn't we? So it would be interesting. I think there are a lot of people out there that wonder should they or mm-hmm. shouldn't they? And it would be great and to it's, hear And it's hear also the thing we get asked probably the most is how do we, how are we married and work together? Yeah, I was doing a bunch of odd jobs. I was working on like site plans um, and then I was working with um, my friend at a telecommunications company. And then 
when we first started dating, because I was able to work from home, it was pretty much right away that I started that we started working together, right? Yeah, like, pretty, I, I don't well. remember. Um, I don't remember like an official start date or like we didn't even have the conversation like, ooh, do we want to like work just together as well? Just like, hey, well, just I remember, do that yeah. yeah she, Linda went to school for architectural design and so I thought, well, here I am a guy in real estate and design. It makes sense that she could work with us. But then when Linda started working with us, we realized how creative she is. Like she is a one woman machine when it comes to creativity and so linda ended up working in a completely different capacity you know we we have a production company a real estate company and we have our product lines so linda actually was sort of a hand in in all aspects bringing ideas for campaigns creativity and and new product development and show development so it was really really fun but then we started we we spent half our we have spent half our life on the road because we were filming in Austin or New Orleans or New York. And so very quickly, Linda uprooted from Toronto and then she was on the road with me, which I had always been single, always. I had one girlfriend that was for a few months, but I really enjoyed my work and work, 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 and I was always single. So for me, it was something very different all of a sudden that there's this person I connected with, like I've never connected with someone before. And almost right away, we start traveling together. So That's fun. I was... Yeah, I mean, it, I enjoyed it, but I mean, I, we look back now and Linda and I laugh, we're like, it's kind of a crazy thing for Linda to do just to get going on the road with some stranger that yeah. you had a little connection with. But my thought was the worst thing that can happen is it doesn't work out and I fly back. It's not like we're in a you know day and age where I would have to take like a ship back or whatever <laughs> right. it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, it's it's right. easy to, yeah. <laughs> we don't use Horse, them, on, on airplanes. Horseback. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you're gonna have to that walk. That was amazing. You're gonna have to walk home. I just had the visual when you were <laughs> saying that and it made me laugh. Ooh, Linda, we're in Atlanta. Day, you like, have to walk to home to Toronto. <laughs> but by the way, I think that's also some. I think we could learn from that. Uh, Linda no, we was, definitely no. Can learn Linda was from willing that. to take a risk for love. Yeah. And yeah. I think what I find <laughs> a lot of people, especially when they get older, I think they get comfortable. They're afraid to take risks. And I think it shuts them off from those new people or new experiences. I think the older you get that you're single, the more narrow-minded you are about acclimating to another person and their life Mm -hmm. and, you know, just kind of rolling with it. I've just found this with my friends that are not in relationships. The longer they go that they haven't been in a relationship or the the more independent they become and the less flexible they become to sort of, Mm -hmm. you know, just kind of rolling with somebody else in different parts of their lives. And I think like this is so interesting because – you know, like I said, it, it's the thing that really fascinates people about us. And a big reason we started the podcast was because people are like, understand, you're together 30 years, you work together, you parent together. How does that happen? And I think for us, it's nice to meet other people that organically just kind mm-hmm. of start rolling together and working together. Because for us, it wasn't like a conscious decision. My business got to be too much. And then ultimately, when we moved to LA after being here for a while, the reality of it is being as close as we are, there weren't really decisions we didn't make together. And he was mm. very involved in my business. And and I was like with his in terms of like decision making and things like that. But ultimately, mm-hmm. as my business grew from being a stylist into other things, mm-hmm. like you said, Drew, with all these different sort of like extensions of the brand, that's 
I can't, I mean, me, myself and I, that's not going to work. And he knew a lot about mm -hmm. media and all these other things that it just made sense. And then we actually formally in like 2009, I want to say, started actually working together as partners, you know? So but yeah, like, I mean, your experiences sort of really, it's like Linda and me too, our experiences and, and our personalities rounded each other out so well. You know, I have that sort of business side of things. Linda looks at every situation from a totally different lens than I do, Me which it's really opened up my eyes. And that's yep. what we love about our podcast at home as well is the conversations we have. It really helps us both sort of open up our eyes, look at things from a different perspective and continue to grow together. And, and I, I could not imagine doing what we do without Linda by my side because together we work so well together. Yeah, and also I think that especially if you work really hard or a lot, you know, you find yourself separate all the time. And I think... Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it's worth the, you know, the issues that have to come up that have to be resolved just by working together. I think it's, I think the trade-off so much better because you get to just hang out like business trips are great. It's like me and my wife, you know, like going, <laughs> yeah, to we don't have to separate, it's which fun. is so I nice. Think that, I think that adds, like we always say, and you, you use this word, like roll with me. Like Rachel and I are always just like, we kind of just roll like we're yeah. in the summer, we're there, we're wherever we want, wherever you need to be sort of, but how as do you, a family. How do you find, so this is something that Linda and I actually um, find a little um, exhausting though, is we, we'll end up, and I'm probably the culprit, uh, we all we end up always talking shop, even at yeah. the end of the night. Instead yes. of winding down, it's always I, talking I tell business. Rachel, I'm I'm much better. We, I'm no, like, no, Drew, I'm like, we are I'm guilty like, of that for sure. I tell Rachel to schedule a time with Dana, and she gets and really mad at me. And, and I'm I like, don't just Rachel. Say no. Why can't we have a normal? You're, I refuse. I'm like you're my business partner. Why can't we have an actual business no, meeting? I refuse. <laughs> I just absolutely Instead, refuse she has to torture me I when I'm trying to watch football. I, I mean, absolutely really? refuse to formalize the process. So, and so, I, I just won't. I'm not going to make an appointment with our assistant. I need to book. What about this though, Linda and I? You know, you know, we when we talk to our therapist too, and we we sort of like it's such a good thing for us to always have a third person to run ideas by. At first, I thought about the romantic side of things. I want to schedule, like we would schedule a business meeting. <laughs> I want to schedule our dates and our romantic time to like. He, to see, he would connect. do that. He would do. We that didn't think sure. about that at the very no, beginning. No, no, not at the very like, beginning, yeah. but just like a few years ago. And and Linda was at first against it. She thought it was the the least romantic thing out there. And I said no. But you have to understand with our busy schedule, we need this, or it's not going to happen. How do you guys deal with with uh, the romantic side of scheduling? We your go life? under the it's not going to happen because. I don't know. I don't think you would oh, schedule no. a weekly date. No, like, no. I'd, I'd I've proposed. I'm definitely that. more impromptu. I would say I'm definitely more impromptu. Which means it's never going to happen. And I think no, no, no. So here's the thing, Drew. To go to your question, actually, your your original question is, I am very guilty of not shutting my work brain off, and definitely if I get him alone, like at dinner, and like the kids are asleep, I'll want to run through like a million things because mm -hmm. in reality. Even though we work, especially over pandemic, both at home, but now he's starting to go back to the office, it's like I could literally not even pass him for 12 hours sometimes. And I have like 800 things I want to like spew out and go through. And I'm like, but wait, so what happened at the da da da? And at that point, he's so done. It's like I've been talking about this all day and dealing with it all day during the day but now i do not want to deal with it so, so the, if you want to deal with so it during the day so let's I talk about the during the day i think the answer is it's it can i tell you something interesting it was actually tom ford that said to me many years ago that the one thing when you do work together is how to constantly 
kind of deal with the challenge of turning it on and off because yeah. it's so instinctual to talk to your uh, to talk to your spouse constantly about because it's so easy. It's like our because when you work for when you work for yourselves and your co CEOs, ultimately the conversation will always turn to you know what's on your mind and like work and stuff. And the reality of yeah. it is, for me, it's very hard to turn it on and off. For him, it's definitely a little easier. He's always been better at uh, definitely, but but in Com- reality, compartmentalizing. But it's funny because sometimes I think a date night is actually like just us going out together, meaning like we'll be going to an event, a, a work event or a this event or a mm-hmm. birthday or whatever, but we're together. So to me, I'm like date night, you know? And he's like, no, no, no. When do you and I go out to dinner alone? So I, for me, I mean, that's yeah. something admittedly scheduling, probably not, but like something I would need to admittedly like think harder about for sure. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. Most people don't want to deal with uncomfortable shoes. I personally feel very comfortable in heels, as we know, but I definitely know that's not the case for everybody, and I'm not exactly the norm. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about one of my personal favorites, Rothy's. The number one word Rothy's customers use to describe their shoes is comfortable, and I would 100% stand by that. They have a unique, seamless design that feels like walking on a cloud when you put them on. And unlike many shoes that prioritize comfort, Rothy's are incredibly chic. They're available in so many shapes, colors, and patterns, and they're fully machine washable. They actually are. I will tell you, I've encountered very few machine washable shoes. So this is honestly kind of magical. And you can feel great about choosing Rothy's because they are sustainably made with recycled materials like plastic water bottles. Now is a fantastic time to give Rothy's a try because they now have an exclusive autumn collection featuring washable merino wool styles for both men and women. Roger's honestly living for his new merino Chelsea boots and driving loafers. And to be honest, so am I. I picked them out for him. He can now be as comfortable as he wants without wearing embarrassing footwear. Embarrassing for me. So thank you, Rothy's, but don't just take it from us. Pop Sugar named Rothy's one of the most comfortable and cute flats you'll never tire of wearing. And Forbes calls Rothy's men's shoes a travel must-have. So be kind to your feet without sacrificing style by getting yourself some Rothy's. To help you welcome the fall season in style, Rothy's is doing something really special. That's right. They gave us the chance to share this super rare opportunity with our listeners for a limited time. Right now, you can get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash so. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash so. Head to rothys.com slash so to find your new favorites today. So how did you decide to pop the question? Who popped the question? Yeah, Drew. So we had we were just working nonstop and we had not had a date night in a long time. And Drew was like, okay, let's actually schedule a dinner. So we scheduled a dinner on, I think it was December 12th. There's oh my gosh, little, if I get this day wrong. <laughs> there's this little piano bar that she had, uh, this little uh, place that she wanted to go and she's been wanting to go eat at. So I said, Let, let's go there in Toronto, yeah. And uh, so I like we had this lovely dinner. Toronto. 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 <laughs> if you're making fun of Canadian or pretending to be a Canadian, you say Toronto. But if you're a local, Toronto. you say Toronto. 
Toronto. Um, yeah, so we had this lovely dinner, and then it was um, dessert time, our favorite time. And <laughs> I had ordered a carrot cake, and instead of a carrot cake coming out, this the server rolls out this like massive, tall, like three tiered cake. Have you ever seen uh, the Dr. Seuss book? Oh, the places you'll of go. The mountain on the on the the top with the character that I had sell I had created that in a giant cake. And the character was holding the ring on top. Wait, wow. literal so, Dr. Seuss? You actually had yeah. to oh, that's I created cutest. that whole mountain as a, as a cake. So and I was went, just so confused and shocked. I'm like, well, this is so not the character. I'm going to back this up. No, Hold on. No, no. Okay, wait, wait, wait. You're this like, is, waiter, is the- waiter. Uh, where's my carrot cake? Yeah, yeah that's exactly and it. I'll no, have a, a latte as well. So <laughs> just so you guys know, I so I designed the ring, the engagement ring and everything. I spent a lot of time. We were actually filming in New York, but things fell behind because I was designing and it didn't work out. So we were next location filming in Toronto. So it had been like I had this ring for over six months and we're trying to find the right time. So anyway. And you I, had friends, diff- different friends holding yeah, they were on to holding it, right? Because yeah. I figured Linda would find it if it was at the house. Anyway, so long, long story long. First off, it was the ring. I designed that ring to give her something beautiful that was customized to what she would want. Then I designed the cake because she likes Dr. Seuss and the stories. And, and so that cake looked like that. And then I wanted to sing a song and record a song so that it was something that would play when the cake comes out and when she sees the character holding the ring. So if you know the, the train song, Marry Me, um, I, I recorded that yeah, I in that a song. studio in New York. And then, um, so the whole, when when uh, we were at the restaurant, Linda didn't notice at first, but all the music <laughs> that was playing, I had designed the entire track at the restaurant. So they, all like the, the songs playlist. were, yeah, her playlist was all her favorite songs. Uh. And then when the when the meal came out. And, and when we were having like conversations at the dinner table, Drew was like, oh yeah, good song. Huh? I was like, oh yeah, the, the playlist is so good. It's like, the music's amazing here. And then when, and I when didn't the, catch on. When that song started playing, it was me singing, Marry Me. And then that cake rolls out. I'm down on one knee. And she still didn't get it. And she had no idea. She's like, so I ordered a carrot cake. That's so like, Rachel. This is amazing, Linda. We're actually very like, connected you, I would here. literally have to write a note. Like, you're, I'm asking Roger, you to marry like, me. I'm proposing to you right <laughs> It was it was just so funny because then she saw me on one knee and then she's like, oh, and she gets what was going on. The saddest part of the entire thing was that I, being a technical guy, you know, I own a, a, a production company. I had our audio guys mic the table, and then I had I was wearing a mic, and then I had another. Uh, sorry, um, uh, there were cameras around the room as well. Anyway, but the the manager of the restaurant wanted to help set the mood. So after we set the lighting and checked everything, he turned everything way all the lights way down for for the mood. So in the video, it literally looks like I'm in a booth. You can't even see Linda. She's just black. She's void. <laughs> and it looks like I'm in a booth by myself. And then the mic, they, they, I, I wasn't mic. Sorry, the table was mic'd. And they mic'd the wrong side. So the mic only picked up the awkward first date conversation of the people at the table <laughs> next to us. <laughs> anyway, so after all this, Linda said, can can we keep this? She said yes, thankfully. Well, I said yes, yeah. And then she's like, can, can we keep this just to ourselves for a couple of days? Because Linda loves to sort of savor moments. And so I'm we like, were on our way after dinner. We were on our way uh, to, to our, our production company, com- company Christmas, Christmas party. party. And so I said, yeah, yeah, we'll keep this to ourselves for a little bit. She didn't know. I flew in all of her family and friends from all over U.S. and Canada. Oh. I flew in my family and our closest friends. So the Christmas party was actually our engagement 200 party. plus oh my of God. our closest Aww. friends and Drew, family. this is Drew, wow. what if she said I no? I was going to be a really great for- farewell party. <laughs> yeah, so... It felt like it felt like I died and had gone to heaven because the, the bar was so 
long and as narrow. As long and skinny, yeah. And, you know, every step we took was like, oh my gosh, so nice to see you. Like, what are you doing here? Oh my uh, God. It was, it was amazing. That is That's really incredible. Story. Like, really, really incredible. We could have gotten married just that day. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. so funny? Because those nights, sometimes like that was it. And you're like, honestly, we should have just done it here and now because nothing can ever top this. However, you did get married in Italy. So what is that? Yeah, and we true. Did, and like, we did how long after you, this uh, engagement yeah, how long were you engaged? did you get married? Was it three years? Three years? I think, oh, I think so it was like three us, years. Yeah, you had a long engagement. We did too. I loved being engaged. If my mom didn't push us down the aisle, we'd probably still, still be engaged. engaged. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was fun. So Linda was always, you know, we saying like, we're, we don't need to go over the top or anything like that. We'll just, you know. I you love know, backyard weddings. Yeah, backyard wedding or something. Or that's what we said too, like getting away somewhere for a wedding just to have a couple of, you know, our closest family or friends. It just has to be small, whatever it is. And we're like, yeah, 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 sure. Let's do that. And so we ended up. people later. Cut to chartered 737 out of JFK <laughs> with everyone. We ended up three. So we, we got married in Italy. It was uh, in Puglia. So oh and the place God. is called oh, the, the Borgo Ignazia. It's beautiful. The Borgo is stunning where, where oh, we got married. It's amazing. It's such a dream. But we ended up with 300 and... Five, five people, five people uh, came because the, our you know wedding planner and the experts at the hotel and everybody they said you know you invite a bunch of people and less than a third will come because it's expensive. No, it's, it's overseas. True. You actually yeah. weed out your friends when you do an away wedding. It's the best edit of your Apparently, friends. Apparently, this was it, it, a, yeah. a really too enticing this trip because. <laughs> well, that's uh, nobody, exactly it. It didn't do what memo. we thought. We invited, I think, 340 or 380 or whatever it was, and we ended up with 305. But which is great, they came. But um, I invited people like my. Anybody who was a part of my life that was important, I invited. So my like my elementary school teacher, my basketball coach from high school, all my best friends. Drew and is so, very inclusive. Yeah, I was very <laughs> inclusive. And then there's all my party. And then there's just Lin Linda's family is big. And there's a lot of them. And then Linda's bridesmaids, she couldn't narrow down because she has... Ten, 10 of the girls, they talk every day from high school. Aww. Every day. That's so and so sweet. they were her 10 bridesmaids. Well, the girls and Some uh, of them, her yeah. sisters. Okay, so so the podcast, you guys. So what's it like kind of working together? Like what made you decide to do that? And is it, do you feel like it's something totally different and separate than like your working relationship and other things that you do? Like, what? Well, there's more of a personal aspect to it, I imagine. I find right? it a little oh, bit absolutely. like therapy. I don't know about you guys. A hundred percent. I feel like this is like therapy yes. right now. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> yeah. I find, so with, um, you know, Linda working as a creative director with the other aspects of our company, we've actually decided that she's going to focus, once we started at home, she would focus over on at home because it is, it's not just our podcast. Like at home is a brand that we're growing to be inspirational, a destination for people to reconnect um, with their community, with, um, you know, in their relationships with themselves, with their planet. And all the things that are important to us. And so it really has been an eye-opening experience to us, but it's helped our relationship dig deeper too because a part of at home with reconnecting with ourselves is helping us understand ourselves better, which makes our relationship stronger. Of course. Too. I love yeah, the name. It's definitely so personal. Because mm, I, I love you. the name because at home really means anything. Especially yeah. these days, by the way. And it's so unique. At, at home for everyone is something different. Yes, and also is. we talk about our planet as the ultimate home for all of us. We're all family on this one big, beautiful <laughs> blue planet. The only luxury lifestyle membership you'll ever want is here. Meet Curator, the premier membership for shopping, access, and exclusive benefits created, of course, by me, Rachel Zell. Each seasonal box features five must-have items that I curate especially for you that are delivered right to your door. 
with a guaranteed retail value of over $400 worth of fashion, beauty, lifestyle, and accessories in every single box. I know that everyone's personal style is a bit different. So when you become a Curator member for just $99, you can customize your boxes by selecting your own choice item every season. Let me tell you about the fall box and here's why it's so amazing. Fall is by far my favorite fashion season. And no matter where you live, the weather can be a bit warmer. It can get really cool. I love California, very chilly nights. And I, for this season, put an incredible, exclusively made for Curator members only, Parish Poncho, and it is so beautiful. I live in mine, you will live in yours. And of course, a beautiful bracelet from Oma, the label, and the list goes on. It's such a special curation. I love it so much. Our feedback has been so incredible. I promise you, you will love yours and just wait for holiday. It's so good. Curator is dedicated to bringing you chic luxury items perfectly curated to add style and value to your wardrobe and everyday life. Oh, and one other amazing detail. A Curator membership also comes with access to an exclusive e-commerce marketplace full of the most coveted brands at up to 60% off their retail value. Let me repeat that because I literally can't even believe it myself every time I say it. 60% off, yes, 60% off luxury and designer brands. You will not actually believe it when you visit the shop. Join Curator and elevate your style this fall. And one final note. Become a member today at curator.com and use code WORKS25 for $25 off your first box. My gift to you for joining our amazing community. That's C-U-R-A-T-E-U-R.com. C-U-R-A-T-E-U-R.com. And use code WORKS25. If you had to think about it, because this is kind of my favorite question. What do you think your like magic is? Like, what is the thing that makes you guys work? What makes it effortless? What like, assuming it is? Uh, assume, well, yeah. I mean, I think if a relationship is right, it's mostly effortless. There's obviously things that are challenging, but I think. But I, I guess my question is, what is your secret sauce? What is your magic that, if you had to to kind of think about like one thing, one thought, one concept that like makes you guys you. Hmm. Lindy, what would you say? For me, I think it's, I feel like we're both so curious about one another still and that we like hanging out with one another. Like there are a lot of, sometimes I felt really like, like I shouldn't want to work with him and hang out with him and like, sure. just, like be romantic with him sure. because you know, there's so much criticism of like, oh, you should just be like an independent woman. Like, don't re- don't like always be with your man. Girl, I'm with but you. But I'm like, but I love hanging out with him and I, I love working with him all the time. Yeah, and I try and so, run yeah, away just... from her, and it just does not work all the she time. She has that chain. You he just can't also, get past that just chain so you know, tries to be cool in no. front of other people. I'm and like, people I'm going away him. for two nights. She's like, nobody you can do it in one. I'm like, but that's true. Yeah, so hello. I like to be with him. I like to take him with me to things. I want to go yeah. to Paris with my husband, not yeah, with my which girlfriends. Is a nice thing. Sorry. You know, it's it's a nice thing that you want to spend that time. I, I think the thing for me that was a big... Linda and I are very, very... We're polar opposite personalities. 
I am somebody I like uh, efficiency. I like a good speed. I'm a go 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 kind of guy. Linda likes to I'm, take I her meander. time. I meander. I'm a turtle. She's, yeah, meanders and she's she's <laughs> mellow. And so the one thing that was really important for our relationship, and again, therapy is something that we say to all couples. Every or whether you're not even in a relationship, everyone on this planet should do therapy because it's just a great way to get more in touch with who you are, and and work through any sort of blocks. Um, and so for us. The moment I started understanding that our differences are not something just to butt heads about and get frustrated about, the way we're different, we should celebrate, mm-hmm. and that's what makes us amazing, beautiful people. Mm-hmm. And it helped me understand how to communicate, and I'm always learning, but it helps me understand how to communicate more effectively with Linda. And this is the same with any relationships, work relationships, other family, other friends, understanding that we're all different, we have different personality traits, and then understanding how to communicate with somebody who who has those traits. Otherwise, what I'm communicating is probably being picked up a different way than what I'm intending, Mm -hmm. and that always causes friction. Mm -hmm. So what do you think is the secret sauce? Did you answer that? My secret sauce <laughs> is that she makes me dress up as Magic Mike every other weekend and do a little dance. Oh, nice. Yeah. No. Commun- communication and therapy. You know, Raj and I always say, like, we're very different. You could throw us the same situation. We'll look at it totally differently. But at the core, we are exactly the same with, like, how we mm. raise our children, our values, and all of that. Like, And I think that being different is actually really a key to success. You can't be the same and succeed, in my opinion. I've seen too many people that are, mm-hmm. like, the same – it doesn't work. Well, if you're the same, you kind of get competitive, I yeah, think. Yeah, that's you what happens. You need your own lane. If I was married to myself with long hair, I would drive myself <laughs> Yeah, right. that's, that's the point. Like, you, you, like, you, you, yeah, exactly. Point. No. You know, you got to have the, you know, as we know, yin-yang, all that good stuff. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so last question. Where do you guys see yourself? What's the dream? Like 20 years. T- 10 years, 20 years. Or don't you think about it? Because I don't plan that far ahead, but no, some people do. No, I mean, do. I, I always... Uh, we think about these things and, and you know, then we see where life takes us because, you know, we have plans and goals that we've set over the years and it always ebb and flows. It always changes. And I think for the one thing for us is, you know, we want to have kids. We want to continue to grow in uh, um, what we do in our brand and everything that we do together in a way that inspires other people or gives a platform to others to help change the world for for the good. So quick sure. three rapid fire that uh, Drew, you're going to answer for Linda and, and vice versa. Okay. Okay. My favorite, because it just is, and I can't not ask it. Okay, Drew, if Linda's getting arrested for something, what is it? <laughs> Latching on and hugging someone and not letting go. <laughs> I love that. So creepy, inappropriate Linda, I woman. I love you. Yeah. Creepy, inappropriate yeah. woman. No, Good I love for her. you. <laughs> okay, Linda, what's Drew getting arrested for? Uh, he would get arrested for st- Standing up for someone else. Oh, and like standing up too hard and loud. All right, your question, honey. Oh. You want me to do it? Yeah. Okay, I'm what's like, Linda little... eating as her last meal on this planet? What's the last food she eats? Durian. What's that? Durian is the stankest fruit <laughs> that you'll ever meet. It's it's apparently very nutritious for you, but it smells like... Feet? The the butt end of roadkill. Oh, like it's, my, it's and you eat it? Awful. That's like cheese. Yeah. It's a very acquired taste. Okay. It's a Chinese thing. Okay. Oh, it's okay. a tropical okay. fruit. Linda, what's he eating? <sighs> True's a simple man. Cheese and crackers. Aww, oh, yeah. honey, you would eat that. I love... I'm, Any I, form of cheese and a carb, he's thrilled. Any I, form that it like, comes Like, that's my dessert. <laughs> cheese and crackers. Like cheese. Fruit and not even fancy. Not even... Fa- like, saltines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's give me saltines. Thrilled. All right, Linda. If, They're not going to get stumped on it at all, by If the way. Drew was a piece of furniture, what would he be? <laughs> 
It's actually a deeper question. Well, that's why seems. we that's why we understand it. That's why she does it. Does does a pillow count? Yeah, of yeah. course. Well, that would yeah. be an accessory. He's, he's very sure. comfy. It can be a piece of furniture. He's very comfy. Aww. I would say if there was a piece of furniture that was almost like one of those mood rings, but also like an amoeba that changes shape depending on the mood of it and everything, that's the kind of chair she would be. It would change color, shape, so texture, depending on how Don't you feel like B&B or Mario Bellini probably did no, one I of those? No, I think it's like, so yeah. you're saying you could buy her sharper image? No. <laughs> Maybe. Possibly. Brookstone. Brookstone, perhaps. I know yeah, what he yeah, means. I think so. I, basically, yeah. like, she acclimates and she just becomes what you yeah. need her. Because she's a cozy oh, yeah. love. Always changing, always evolving. Aww, yeah. Oh, I love that. That's amazing. See, Roger would be like I'm the fireplace. Stunted. Roger would be like the fireplace tool. No, I'm just kidding. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I'm just stunted. So I'm not I'm evolving. Well, you guys, we loved having you on Works For Us. This was so much fun. Thank you. I've learned a lot. You guys are awesome. We love meeting couples that work together, live together, breathe together, and do all the things together. Can you be our guest every Bye. Week, <laughs> Thanks. Same Bye. time, same place. Thank you. That was such an interesting episode. I love the fact that we literally didn't did not, know didn't them. know them at all. I know, and then I knew like very little. But isn't it amazing how we have so many similarities? I kind of felt like I knew them forever after an hour. Yeah, it was very cool. Well, listen, I think at the end of the day, I think that entrepreneurs, I think couples that work together, we're finding more and more. There's a lot, a of lot of similarities, threads, and similarities. And also, they're in, the, in a creative business, you know. So, like, we're in a creative business. There's business. There's but, creativity involved, and like, where's the balance? All that stuff that they have to deal with. But it is a business, and I think that's something that is um, important to take away from for our listeners is that, like, no matter how creative you are you have to have a profound understanding of business and how it works. And also, I think, also, I mean... But their story's so cute. It's amazing, but they've also made sacrifices, right? So they they obviously have success and, and you know, business success. And now, you know, there was a part of them that was like, you know, I kind of wish we got going to the family a little earlier. Right. So, you know, it's like with one thing open something yes. you know somewhat i'm not saying it closes but it's just like it's a challenge it's a There's challenge challenges. everything is a give and take and you know nothing's easy i mean that's really what i got away from like nothing? he was like he works his awesome yeah his but here's off. the thing they both do but here's the thing i stand by as you and i say on the regular anything worth having you have to work harder for you just do the hard stuff requires more work, but it's way more rewarding when you get it. And I think that, you know, the misconception with, you know, what you see on the outside a lot of times is that people are like, oh my God, how'd they, oh my God, they, it's so easy for that. Nothing is easy. And I think the more, the more people you talk to, you know, that are in business, whether they're married or not, but partners, founders, co-founder, whatever it is, co-CEOs, the shit's hard and you got to work hard for it. And there are amazing wins and there are challenges. And I think, I think for them, I think Linda was very candid that, you know, they decided a little late later that they want to start a family. And I don't think they thought as many people don't realize that it can be challenging, you yeah. know, to have children. So, um, but, but also I, don't for the other thing that was super interesting, I thought is, 
you know, and, and her response was great. Linda was like, well, I figured I could always just go back home, you know, so she... Right. That was interesting. You know, yeah. I just love that. Like, you got to give love a little bit of risk. You know, there's a little bit of risk involved in love when you're outside of your comfort zone is sort of when you're, you're most vulnerable. You remember what got me down the aisle finally. <laughs> we were ready to do it. Oh, my, yeah. Her, my Rachel, mother Rachel, pulled me in, in the back room. In all her infinite wisdom. In all my mother's infinite wisdom, I... I went from really wanting to get married to being terrified to get married because I was so obsessed with my career and I just couldn't figure it out and I couldn't wrap my head around it, but I knew I was going to marry Roger. It wasn't about that. It just, for some reason, all of a sudden, the notion of marriage seemed really scary. And literally on the day of my wedding, my mom pulled me in the like, the sort of where where all the, 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 the bride's Bride's chamber. chamber and she pulled me in there and I had this like really scary my face. Rachel look and if you look at Rachel our wedding mother, Rachel looks like she's like a lamb being led to slaughter. It's like you almost feel bad for her. And she literally said to me, Honey, if it's really bad, you can just get out. And I was like, Oh. I she's never like, that's what I, divorce is for, but honey. Like I never, I literally never thought about it that way because my parents are so happily married and I come from such like a happily married family. And I just in my mind it was like marriage is forever because you know it 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 is the concept, I guess, right? It doesn't always work out, which is fine. But I think um she said that to me, but it was almost like you need your mother to point out the obvious sometimes. And she said that. And I literally got this smile on my face, like, right. Okay, let's do this. And I like went down the aisle and here I am 30 years later, um, happier than ever Thanks, love. with my babe. But you know, we're, I think it's just knowing happy. sometimes that you can get out if you need to. It's just having the optionality. Uh, optionality. You know how I always say How do you love optionality? Oh, I love optionality. I love optionality. Anyway, okay, so if you liked what you heard so far, please make sure you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts and give us a rating, obviously a really good rating and review. And of course, keep listening. Um, don't forget to check us out on our Instagram at, at works.for.us. Also, Tell us your story. There's a Works For Us phone line that you can call to leave us a message with your very own relationship stories, and we're planning to share our favorites on the podcast. You can also ask for relationship advice, although we cannot stress enough, we are not actual experts, but we'll still take your questions. So if you want to share your story or ask us a question, give us a call at 657-549-2251. That's 657-549-2251. You can also find all of our contact info on our Instagram at works.4.us. Before we go, we want to leave you with a little highlight and low light from our week because in relationships, the bad comes with the good. So this is our time to mention a little bit of both of those things. Babe, what's your high? What's your low? Okay, so I am not really like or I didn't think I was like no. the competitive dad, <laughs> but I don't know. My, the highlight of this yeah, that week was crazy, by the way. The highlight of this week is my our son. Sorry, is playing yeah, definitely ours. Is playing flag football. Or mine. Sometimes yours. I'm no, just kidding. Oh, he loves you. My son loves me so he does. Chill. Like hi, daddy. But anyway, so our older son plays flag football, and they played a team 
yesterday that was like twice, twice their size. Their size. I kid you not. And everybody, including the coach, <laughs> I think everyone in the entire field thought, oh my God, this is going to be a massacre. And <laughs> you know what happened? Our team used their speed and their, um, I don't know, their um, what coaching. Is it? Wait, no, wait. What's the, um, what do you say? They're small, but they're mighty. Small, mighty. <laughs> they actually. They won. won. And it was not, and it was a really good game. It was like. Was it 30 to 22? Yeah, it was like, you know, with extra points. I mean, it was a really, really good game. It was really a really good, good game. game. And little Sky, I just want to say Skyler's not considered to be like a short kid. He's like, he's average, right? All I know, and I can't find it on my phone, but at one point he was doing the defense in the front line. I mean, I don't know what it's called. I don't know any of the, the positions. defensive line. Defensive line. Um and all of a sudden I turn around and there is a kid who I swear to God was at least a foot taller than, I mean, that kid was double the size they of him. They all were. He looked like a 12th grader next to a fourth grader. Hold on, he grader. was taller than the coach. It was the craziest thing. I don't understand. So and I Skyler looked at Roger, had to do I go, spin if, moves. I go, <laughs> I go. He couldn't go straight. He had to just do spin moves, spin moves. But to try I had a full on panic attack. I was like, if that kid hurts my son, I swear to God, I'm running on the field. Okay. A couple of things that, okay. So a couple of lowlights. Rachel was having trouble enjoying the game because she couldn't stop the fear that her son will get hurt out there. Okay, but I think that's a sports mom like thing. But I Rachel, think we it's all flag football. it doesn't matter. I saw people falling. I saw a tackle snuck in. I saw a trip. I saw I saw kids on the ground. You know what, Rachel Zoe? You're insane. It was amazing. You got to let boys be boys. No, that is not true. Because let me tell you something. When those flags come off, there is no more football in this and, child's and, and life. The, and the other low light, and it's not really my low light to really offer up, but... It was not his low light. I know where you're going with this. And he did not say that he was mad. Okay, so check he was a this little out. embarrassed. So Skyler's on the sideline. Oh my God. And Rachel gets goes out of the bleachers, walks to the sideline. I hadn't seen him all day. To give him a hug on the sideline with like his football player dudes. And I'm like, Rachel, don't go. No, no, you can't do that. And she's like, I just, I need a he hug. Was so cute. And I'm like, oh God, don't do it, don't do it. And then she did it. And I, I didn't saw, only do it once, I did it twice. I saw Skylar like- He hugged he, me back. He wasn't mean about it. He wasn't mean about it, but then I talked to him afterwards. We talked to him, he's like, mom- so embarrassing you can't it wasn't that bad it wasn't terrible you know he secretly really liked it it, it, it is true he's he, such a snuggler he wasn't like really mad because if i thought it was going to be like catastrophic i wouldn't no, have done it it wasn't really a i low was light. willing I just to thought take it, the rest i don't think it's a low light but i just thought it would be funny to bring it to your attention that you know our children are growing up and you got to give them their you know their space oh a little oh my god i can't bear it okay what was your highlight how amazing I am and how handsome I am? No. Oh, sorry. So my highlight is, as many or none of you know, we have no family that lives in California. And when you have children, it makes it kind of a little bit worse. Because when you don't have kids, you're sort of like, ah, we get to dictate our own lives and like be on our own and not like have obligations and whatever. And then like when you have children, it kind of sucks and you kind of wish your family was around all the time. And my nephew... Um, who many of you know as at Luke Glassman, as Sean Levy went said when he met Luke, he goes, oh my God, you're at Luke Glassman, you're a legend. Anyway, my nephew um, is here visiting for the next 10 days and my kids are like on the ceiling excited 
I'm beyond excited because he's kind of my firstborn son and I love him very much. Um, and just so you know, um, my sister's son, even though she's just a couple years older than me, um, is 24, 25. So he's a little bit like an uncle cousin to my kids. Yeah, he's sort of like the older brother, uncle, uncle. slash cousin. Um, and then a low light would be, I honestly don't know. I'm feeling very grateful these days. I don't really have one. I'm wow. feeling like, I know, I don't really have one right now. I don't, I don't really, I honestly don't. Like, I can't think of something that's really, really bumming me out right now. Great. Which is a good thing. Let's move on then. Feeling pretty good. I'm excited about a lot of work things we're doing. and Great. I don't know. I'm, like, I'm, in a, I'm, I'm in a good place, babe. I love you. Oh, my God. Let's just end this right now. I know. I take I love it back. I don't know what's gotten over me, you guys. I'm sorry. I take that back. Okay. Take your temperature. I know. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.